Welcome back to another episode of the Gap Downbacker Podcast. Um, we ha- we have a great guest today, uh, Coach Kevin Shelb, the an offensive assistant at Lima Central Catholic. Coach, how you doing? Very good, Coach. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Uh, for for people who don't know, he he was kind of our him and and uh, Coach Finn were kind of our two like wing T. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Jedi Masters, as I'd like to refer it to, last offseason when we were looking at fixing some stuff. So I mean, he, he, these two were – these two, and then uh, Coach Brandon Mart, who will be on a, a later episode, uh, kind of were like the two, three guys that we kind of uh, reached out to. Um, and, he, and they, they – well, besides the fact that they have really good athletes at Live at Central Catholic, um, <laughs> they do some good stuff. So uh, – but, Coach, how do, can you kind of – break down how you ended up at Lima Central? I mean, because you've been a couple different places. Yeah, no problem. Um, so it started out, um, you know, I've been at, with Allen East for a really long time, Allen East High School, a uh, small little school in Herod, Ohio. Um, was there from 2007 up through um, 2018. Uh, had a chance to work with some really awesome people there. Um, started out under Randy Woods and, and coached for a few years under Cam Staley and Really got a chance to learn to wing tee and do a lot of things with our uh, head coach in 2012, Mike Abbey. Um, got the offensive coordinator job and, and, you know, had some success. We were able to score some points um, and, you know, have a have a little bit of success over there. And 2018, we got a new head coach, an outstanding coach. But it was just one of those things. It, it wasn't a wasn't a great fit. It wasn't a great fit for me. The guy was a great coach, great human being. Um, so I started looking other places. And um, I had developed a relationship with uh, Coach Paldy in 2012 when we first put the wing T in when uh, Coach Paldy was over at Columbus Grove. So I uh, got real lucky, and Coach Paldy reached out and said, you know, hey, I heard you're looking for a coaching job and offered me a spot, and I accepted it. And it's been, it's been an awesome few years over there. Great, Coach. I mean, you guys have had a fair amount of success. Is probably an understatement running. <laughs> I mean, whoo. Um, so, um, but I do, I mean, kind of, I mean, what are you, first before we get into Jet Lead, which we'll get into today, which I think is a nice little wrinkle you guys do, that we kind of, we started toying with, but we, because of all of our COVID stuff, we never really got to it the way we wanted to. Um, what is kind of the main series you guys focus on in the wing T for you guys? Uh, we're, we're a Jet Series team. I mean, Jet Sweep is going to be the first play we put in. Um, it is the thing that has to make everything else go. I mean, there's time. Um, you know, jet may not be our best play, but it's the the jet lead, the jet crisscross, the play action passes that we throw off a jet um, that really allow us an opportunity to have some explosive plays and um, you know cause defenses some trouble. Um, but jet sweep is what everything builds around for us. Okay, and then so so would that be does that would because I can't enunciate today. Um, so what happens we just sit in quiet while everybody ACT tests all day long. Um, um, so does that, I, I mean, by, by default, does that mean trap's your day two install? Is that a curiosity? Uh, trap is normally like a day one. We normally put like jet and trap in okay. the same day for our offensive line. And I, I kind of know this answer already, but just for, for podcast purposes, how much formationally do you guys do with your jet series? Because I mean, let's just, let's just be honest. That can be abusive, especially at your 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 division in football. Yeah, um, as many as humanly possible. Okay. Um, we run jet from just regular double slot, from uh, empty to unbalanced to back to the nub to giving trips to a side and a single back to the 
uh, and run it with an offset single. It is literally as many formations as we can possibly think of to run jet. Because as you said, it is so stressful for defenses to get themselves lined up that you will at some point find one that they don't line up very well to. Now, the one thing you do have to do is you have to have kids on the perimeter that understand the concept of what you're trying to do, understand the rules. Because when you throw so many different formations at teams, they will almost screw up to the point where they screw up into a good play defensively. Yeah. And that's one of the things that, you know, um, you know, Coach Baldy does an awesome job with our, our running backs during the course of the year of making sure we go through all those different scenarios that they can see. And, you know, when something is screwed up, going back to, okay, hey, what are the, play, the rules to get this play started? You know, blocking the first guy past the B-gap for the tackle, the second guy past the B-gap for the wing back, and letting everything else sort it out, just giving ourselves a chance to have a positive play. But as many formations as we can possibly can possibly see because, you know, we're trying to, to cause almost paralysis by analysis, so to speak. Okay. And then um, what does the evolution of your Jet Series install look like? Okay, because obviously we start with – because I, I want to focus on the Jet Series is – you do, you do jet and trap day one. What's the next yep. progression from there? Um, next progression is going to be uh, like jet lead is probably a day two install for us. We used to put in um, jet lead and our belly play day two because for the offensive line, they're blocked the exact same. Um, this year, we actually just, you know, might be wing heresy, but we actually did not run regular fullback belly. <laughs> we did not install it. Um <laughs> We were trying to do – we did some other stuff. We, we started going into a little bit of the, um, you know, 11, 20 personnel gun world this year. Um, so some of that stuff that you use belly for, um, we were accomplishing by getting in the offset in the gun stuff and doing some power stuff, power counter. Um, the jet lead is like our day two install. Probably jet lead and crisscross would be our day two installs. Um, and from that point on, I mean, jet, jet lead, trap, and crisscross are going to be, I mean, that's probably heck, 75, 80% of what we're going to run in the course of the game. From there, it's about dressing it up. I mean, we have um, done some things where we've been able to, like, kind of minimize blocking schemes for offensive line. Um, used to be a couple of years ago, we were a real big tackle trap team as our major counter. Um, it was one of those things that was how many plays do you get in a game? We ended up taking out tackle trap, and we were able to recycle uh, just our regular trap scheme to a wing back off of jet sweep. So we're able to save some time for the offensive line. The mechanics for the backfield was was pretty easy to, to accomplish. Um, and then you know we get into you know the play action passing that we get into it. Uh, you know day one, you know we're probably putting in our regular what we call our jet flood. We're throwing a post with the banana route by number two, and really trying to take a shot down the field. And then we have a litany of play action variations off of that based on how they try and defend it. Okay. And then um, before we get to kind of film and breaking down the actual jet lead play, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I, I understand you said that might be Winky Heresy, which might now go on a T-shirt, by the way. Because um, there's like two or three quotes I got from doing these that I, I will put on a shirt, and that's probably going to happen um, at some mm-hmm. point. Um, but, I, I mean, that's, people said the same thing about us because we didn't run Bucks Weep. Um, yeah. So – um, but I, I have you remind me again, have you, uh, cause I know we've had this conversation before and I've had so many dang conversations. I can't remember every answer. Right. Um, did you used to run rocket at one point too? 
so when I was at Allen East, we were a big rocket suite team. The first year we put in the rocket um, suite, we put in um, like full wholesale when I was the OC in 2012. I think we ended up running like 140 some rockets that year. I mean, it was it was our baby. It was what was going to make everything else go. Um, so we ran a ton of rocket when I was at Allen East. Um, at Lima Central Catholic, we don't we've used a Nomo rocket as like a sugar huddle play, which has been good to us that we've run a couple times. Um, but we're a, we're at LCC uh, Jet Sweep team. Okay. Well, then then here's here, here's where that question continues: is yep. personal opinion, which is better, Jet or Rocket? Uh, jet Sweep. <laughs> jet Sweep. It's it's funny. I was. Um, messaging uh joel dirge at uh tip city I'm a couple sorry. years ago when i first when i first got on to uh lcc and i told him because we had talked before about the rocket versus jet and man the rocket you know you get the depth you get the timing you know there's less traffic issues i i always loved it when i was at allen east and i said now that i've been at lcc first of all there's a suddenness that i think the jet sweep gives you that rocket doesn't from under center kind of that exploding away from the line of scrimmage but the compliments that you get off of Jet Sweep are outstanding. I, and I'm not sure there's any way to replicate that with being a Rocket Sweep team. Yeah. Um, you know, Rocket was awesome to us when we were at Allen East. We normally had a fullback that we were featuring. Uh, you know, in 2013, 2014, we probably ran belly and down probably 130, 140 times. I mean, our fullback was going to get worn out by the end of the game. He was our, our bell cow. Uh, at LCC, our best players play the halfback spot or the wingback spot, I should say. Um, but I, I definitely think, I mean, there's a counter crisscross. I don't care what you're telling high school, high school, um, linebackers on keen guards and, and back, you know, and linemen and so forth. There's something high school linebackers cannot help themselves with when they see that ball handed off on crisscross. I mean, it, it's go, it, uh, you don't care about what the back or the line action looks like. And you can really hit some home runs on that. I, I, I agree hundred percent. I don't think there's. I mean, it's kind of like when I was at uh, Elgin and we ran the um, mm-hmm. double, double wing. It, right. I mean, we were a big rocket team, but that's because we tossed our power. So, I mean, okay. you had that natural instinct of um, kind of um, you see that toss, you're thinking you're thinking either rocket or you're thinking some sort of toss sweep, even though mm-hmm. it, it's funny how many times because we never ran actually like true toss sweep. It's just rocket or it's power. Yep. How many times you'd hear toss from the opposing sideline was always mm-hmm. hilarious. And then we had a good double yeah. handoff off that toss, which I think worked. But for a full-speed rocket, it's hard to have some of those comments, to your point, about what you had there. So this is our just real quick little thing I put together on Jet Leaf to kind of walk us through some things. So um, one of the things I wanted to just kind of talk about, I think it's always important, you know, you talk about the we, – we've kind of already had this conversation on Jet yeah. and why we're running it and so forth. But, you know, why do we run jet lead? You know, it's the biggest thing is the answer to teams stopping jet sweep. You know, I, I said at the beginning, everything for us is built around jet sweep. Well, one of the easiest ways to deal with that is they're going to run out to the perimeter. So you need to be able to attack them back on the interior um, when they're when they're doing those things. Um, so for us, it's also one of the things I wouldn't have thought about when I first started studying the play and looked at it until I came over to LCC is it is a phenomenal short yardage and goal line play for us. Like, if it is, you know, third and one, fourth and one, and the goal line, what do you, you know, if there's ever a time where he says, what do you think it's, uh, you know, me and the O-line coach on with a lead, run lead, you know, um, 
because for us, it's our best runners behind our best blocks. I'm going to show you how we do that um, here in a second. And one of the things I think that's important that we talk about with this is our running back placement. Our best running backs play the wing position. And I know that's a little different for most wing T schools. It was different from when I was doing the wing T at Allen East. Our best football player generally put his toes at four yards behind a quarterback. Um, that was our fullback. Now, there's obviously some things that you deal with size and what can the kid do. But um, one of the reasons Ed, that Scott does this, and I think this is a, a great point, is you win high school football games with explosive plays, and explosive plays happen on the perimeter. And you guys playing wing have a much better chance to get explosive plays on the edge, you know, than if you're running them on belly or down 20 times a game. Um, for us, it works great with our offset fullback package. It's 100% offset play, and it's also – a great answer to uh, 5-2 or 3-4 teams, which I think are the toughest thing you have to deal with uh, when you run this this offense. Now, uh, some of the things I, I think that we want to talk about before um, looking at what the diagrams are, some of the fundamentals, guys, it's ISO. The blocking is 100%, just any ISO, <laughs> same as you run as belly, same as you if you're an I-formation team. We ideally want to run this play to a 1-5 and five or a 3-9. and nine. We want to run it to an open gap on that side just because – I mean, you can run it to a, a B gap that's closed on the split inside, but one of the things that you end up running into is you have to cross block it then, and it doesn't look as much like jet sweep. So, um, also, I think it's important talking about the backside cutoff. You're going to see some of that on film. Probably the most important thing to talk about is the quarterback running back play on this. We, on our jet sweep, want to snap the ball on the outside leg of the guard, and our quarterback has been a six-inch power step to the A gap on jet sweep. He doesn't do that on Jet Lee. The reason is because he wants to get the ball earlier to him. All right, so he's going to snap the ball a little bit earlier. Um, I don't think we necessarily give them a point of saying, hey, snap it at the tackle, you know, butt or his inside leg. It's just snap it earlier so the kid can make the cut. And he doesn't take that six-inch power step. The running back is the biggest thing is he has to have control so he makes that 90-degree cut in the B-gap. You don't want to – you're not jogging. You're not slowing down. If you need to obviously still sell it. You're running Jet Sweep. But you don't need to show everyone in the stadium how fast you are on your motion on this play. You need to wait until you make that cut. It's very similar if you've ever coached in the Buck sweep that you tell that kid to run with some tempo before he makes his cut and makes that 90-degree square cut. Our running backs are told the same thing. So when they don't really kind of hammer it down until they put their foot in the ground and they cut into the B-cap, uh, the fullback, we tell he needs to block the first thing to show. We don't tell him a linebacker because teams will misfit this so great, so much um, that it's kind of tough to necessarily say, hey, you're blocking this guy because you don't want him going to chase yeah. an out of kid um, who's not there. Now, um, the next piece of this hey, is Coach, how do quick, we run it. Before yes, you sir. continue, you mentioned Buck Sweet there. And, and then kind of when, I, when I've talked to the people and described this play because I've had people ask me about like jet stuff with Jets, and I'm like – I, there was a point where I couldn't remember what the hell this was called. A, right. But B, I always said like it's. It, I always said this was like a cheaper buck sweep. Is really what I compare <laughs> it to. No, seriously, like I mean, you're essentially right. getting roughly the same gap, roughly, not 100. Yeah. percent But it, it it's essentially this a che- to me a cheaper version of buck sweep. It really it, is. Yeah, it, it, you, you think about what if you're a jet tweet, jet team. This is the compliment to that. I mean, I always think you know traditional wing T. You know, Buck Sweep marries with the down because of that conflict, conflicting action with the yeah. um, with the defensive end on the tight end down block. With this, 
you know, our baby's the jet sweep. So everything about this initially looks like jet sweep to them, just like the initial action on um, down looks like buck and vice versa. That, I, I mean, it does. It's, I think that's probably a really good way to, to describe it. Is, is this is the a buck sweep ish type play? Yeah. Maybe a little tighter. I mean, that's not getting out on the flank, but. Um, so how we run it, our number one way that we've run it in the two years that I've been at LCC has been from our unbalanced uh, formation. Um, we get our three best linemen on one side, and this is what we do. And we also this marries out really well because we have seen predominantly a ton of four three teams. And so what it allows us to get is it allows us to get, um, you know, really movement on this guy. This is the guy that you have to get movement on and really kind of clear some things out. And one of the things that, you know, I mentioned earlier that we're kind of running into this open gap, this initial action right here, this looks to that end like it's jet sweep. He plays out. You're going to see on the film, you're going to see the Sam playing out, the Spur playing out. And those guys are all run out to jet sweep. And we end up getting some massive cavities down here in the C gap. Yeah. Um, one of the things, just to kind of point out here, I know you're going to see all these drawings. I have this guy chipping up to a linebacker. I'm going to be honest, you're going to see it on film. That doesn't happen very often. Um, <laughs> we really, really hammer our kids in getting movement on the three technique. Um, yeah. Talk about them securing level one. We'd say, you know, hey, listen, we got pretty good running backs. We give them a shot on the second level, guys. They're going to make people miss and hit big plays for us. You allow a, a defensive tackle to be unblocked and come off, and then they're going to get uh, plays made on us. Um, so a lot of times we're just staying on the double team. Really the 4-2 look, it's really basically the same thing. Um, it's all about for us selling this jet sweep action and really making sure that um, we have an alley to kind of crease up in here. One, one of the things here that is really important, I'll rewind this, when you use this, this goes back to the point we were using earlier. When you use so many formations, you don't necessarily know what the other team is going to be doing, and so you have to have offensive line to understand the rules, understand communication. This kid right here, you can see him. He's pointing. This kid has been a four-year starter for us, and you can see right there. He's like, "Hey, you're here, you're here, you're here," which is fine. You know, it's as a lot of other schools are. You know, we don't care what the guys that you know cross us know as long as our offensive linemen are on the same page. Um, we're in good shape. So we have the three right there. You see right there, initially that looks like jet sweep. He tempoed it down, and he's square cutting in the hole. That's good vision. Yeah. And it, it, uh, just like on jet sweep, it really helps if you have kids that have some vision to them. Um, speed ahead a little bit on this because that's a really long lead in. Uh, this was playing against Shelby High School. So, again, this is against the 4-3 team. And this goes back to what I was saying earlier on how teams are going to misfit this. These guys see everything over here points to us running jet sweep. So watch the outside backer to safety. I just want to know how you're getting four three defenses against your wing T offense. Like I, I, I I've coached in this, in, in the, right. the 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 wing T or double wing offense for I did mm -hmm. the math earlier like six of my ten years and I don't right. think I've ever seen a four three defense against my, against our offense. It's always four four or uh, five two. So I, I think one of the things that probably helps us to an extent is we're independent. Like, so we play a different schedule every year. So you don't necessarily get the, hey, Lima Central Catholic's going to come and play as we play them every week. We're going to get, we're going to play this. You know, some of the teams that um, we do play that play us every week, it's a little bit different than this. But I, I'll tell you, you know, there's, there's some of those 4-3 teams that play these guys, 
you know, his quarter safeties, and they are fitting the run right now. So it ends up almost being like a four-five, okay. so to speak, um, because of how they fit things. But yeah, yeah, it, it's it's one of those things. If you get that look, you know, an open C gap, and Woo. two guys run outside for jet sweep. Yeah, he doesn't get caught. He's pretty good. So, but again, this is this is the biggest thing. When you start seeing teams play jet sweep like this. Now it's time to go to jet lead. Yep. And well, there you can see. Guy, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, that well that that gives you the opportunity to not have to block somebody. That's that's exactly. Exactly. And normally those guys, you know, when you face like you said, your four four team, you know, one of the issues that you can run into when you're a jet team is if you have a big dude they put out over your wingback and just try and bully you. And this play takes advantage of that. I mean great, you're going to try and run up field and box and jet sweep. We're going to run underneath them. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be able to, to affect the play from out there. And this is the same thing against the 4-2 look. And, again, the biggest issue right there is getting movement on that three technique. Yeah. If you get movement right there on the three, you're in business. You have a gigantic tackle, Coach. We do, yes. I mean, we have one tackle who was – uh, Gavin was probably 310 pounds this year, <laughs> and we have another kid who's a sophomore. I think he has a chance to be really special. with about 285, yo, and he's a young puppy. He's going to get bigger, and he's going to get better. Yeah, I'm excited to see what the next year uh, brings for him. Um, looking at Jet Lee versus not, it's the same same deal. I mean, yeah. you know, if we get a shaded look, it's going to be the same look. Um, you can kind of see us here. We, we generally, because we do so much jumbo, we don't end up getting this look a lot. This is against New Bremen. So, and one of the things you can see here, you were talking about, you know, the overhangs and what they do. You know, this, you know, young fellow right here, you know, is not going to, you know, really get anyone reached, but he can kind of at least be in the way for, yeah. you know, a little bit. Now, this is a play right here that goes back to when you use all of those different formations, sometimes teams will screw up to the point where they've, you know, they cause you problems. This right here is a shade and a nine technique. <laughs> this play should, you know, our, our, our running back should still be running at this point. Yes. The problem that this kid does is he, you know, gets antsy he goes and he decides up. to block this guy. He blocks that one where he should be tracking yeah. all the way in here. Because well, we've got someone to account for them. We'll take our chances with the safety. Well, that's a conversation that's I've had a lot this offseason when we're talking mm-hmm. offense is it's, 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 yes, you have rules. But those rules should cause you to follow a specific path, and you need. That's, right. And that's one that's thing. If if we follow our path, we'll pick up those guys. It's when kids don't follow those rules and follow that path that that creates is when we get the problems. Yep, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. See, see, you know, our tackle goes through here, and now the guy who ends up making the tackle is that backside linebacker. So if we have our tackle. You know, going inside, he gets that picked up. We have the play side backer blocked with the fullback, and now our running back is one-on-one with the safety. Now, I put this one on here just because this, when because it's a short yardage just a play for us, you're going to hear see different stuff. So it's one of those you have to be able to talk and you have to communicate, pick this up. So these guys right now are bringing a double A-gap blitz, which isn't a huge deal. Our guard comes off of it. Our center and our backside guard should be able to handle the other one, and we're in business. But it's when you put this in and it becomes this attitude play for you, just like, you know, teams that, you know, major in power or, or belly or whatever, you're going to see sometimes some junk front that you have to be able to communicate, um, understanding the concept of the play, what are you trying to accomplish and handle all of those. 
Now, we obviously, we do obviously run it weak. You know, uh, if we do that, we obviously, we want to try and run it at the one and the five because yeah. this, the, the block on the five looks like a jet reach block. Um, if you want to run it at the three, you can. Um, it's just not as clean of a look in my opinion. Yeah. Now, those, those like edge blocks, so like, like that's tight ends and tackles. Do you, are, in, in this, and I was thinking about this in the last diagram too, is, are those more just like true, like your Y and your right tackle there? Is that Are those two more true like fan blocks where it's cut off the inside? You can go around me. It doesn't really matter. Yes, exactly. Okay. I mean, and we teach that the exact same way that you would teach the play side tackle on belly ice hill. Okay. Um, he, he is like up and down with his inside foot because the worst thing that can happen is if this guy jumps inside and he gets penetration, he blows up the whole play. If, okay. you, step, if you step with your inside foot and he jumps inside – then you can wash them down. The ball cut outside you. It's no big deal. And again, we're calling this play because this five is yeah. running out here. Yeah. So all you have to do is make sure he stays out there. Like you said, it's band block. Just keep him outside. If you run wide and run around me, it doesn't matter because the play's going inside of you. Here's some looks of this, just running it, running it weak. You know, to get, if you know, you're taking a look at, this is another different formation. It's probably the third or fourth different formation we've shown. So we have, this is actually unbalanced tackles. This is a six lineman formation. We put two tackles here. We subbed in another tackle using a split <laughs> formation. This is a huge jet sweep edge for us. Yeah. So you end up getting, this is an outside of a linebacker. Oh, God. Yeah. That hole. I can see they, it now just looking at they it. They are out there. God. Yeah. He jumps back in, but this is exactly. You just watch you know, it You talk about that yeah. box. Yep, that's exactly why we teach inside foot first. Because right there, our tackle does a really nice job of washing him down. And our backs, you know, they've got to see that. The same thing here. You know, you have a one technique here. And again, this is four three teams. You give them a bunch of different formations. We've been hurting them on jet sweep. This is where the outside backer decided to play. This is where the safety decided to play. So there's a lot of room in here. And now we've got our back one-on-one -on -one with the safety. He makes a miss, and he's pretty good. <laughs> he's going to UC to play. So he's a, he's a pretty special kid. Both of our running backs are pretty impressive like that. And, again, same thing here with an odd look. But again, and you're seeing that tackle washing him down. This is especially true against an odd front because that tackle has to do a good job of being inside foot conscious. If he's inside foot conscious and he washes it down, all it becomes is just a tight jet sweep at that point. Yeah. We've got ourselves on the perimeter. In the last couple here. And again, we're just getting a double right there. This is where we really love this versus an odd front right to the weak side. Um, yeah. Because now we, we are taking advantage of that natural alley. We can block out here on this defensive end with our wing back. And we're able to lead up through the B gap. Whereas some of your other, like your regular fullback runs against that 5-2 to the weak side, and I've never had a, a ton of success with that, but this play's been fantastic for that. And, okay. All right, now, one of the, just a couple other things I'll, I'll throw in here. Um, some of the lead jet formations. It, this is what I think is awesome about this play is because every formation that you run jet sweep from, you end up having it, you have jet lead. So you have yeah. your inside complement with your outside running play and it's it's formation you know togetherness i guess it's not a good word to use but so like we run a ton of jet sweep 
from this unbalanced end ends over formation. So you're going to get teams overplaying that ends over formation because they don't want to have you know jet sweep run out the run out the edge on them. So when they take take that away, then the natural complement come back in run B gap. Um, we also love jet out of condensed formations. Um, you're going to see some some pretty different formations and how teams are to us, especially versus three, four, five, two teams uh, using the unbalanced set. I'm sorry, not unbalanced, but the condensed set here. And again, if you want to try and get on the edge and make sure we can't run around you, we're going to take what it, what you're giving us and we're going to run inside. So this right here. Again, we did some things here running back to the nub. But again, you can see we're getting these guys are overplaying the unbalanced. This is a 4-3 team that slid their mic over almost to a, to a 20 or a 30 alignment. So we're able to get base, base, leap through on him. And it wasn't a, a very well-blocked play. But you no, but you see, you, see, you see what you start getting for certain teams, that out the, that overhang or corner that just starts spiking. Mm -hmm. And that's the, the if, you, if you can attack it inside. That was always a problem yep. we, we got because we couldn't – throw efficiently enough that year that second mm -hmm. year at Elgin I mean we could run the ball yeah. but when we hit when we had to throw we kind of couldn't because the mm -hmm. if teams were somehow able to stop power and start spiking your rocket that's where you had yeah. some problems especially it like I said it, it didn't have it only happened about two games but still that's kind of it still happens and you got to find the answers for that yep and that's you brought up a great point. You know, the ability to throw, and it, you don't have to be great at it, but if you have the ability to throw play action, you can really hit some yeah. bombs on teams when you're this kind of an offense, when you're a, a under center, you know, run first type offense. Um, you know, because at some point teams, you know, if you're, like you said, if you're great at rocket, if you're great at power as a double wing team, you know, there are certain things you can do to take those away. And a lot of times that's adding people to the box. And, you know, the, the next answer at that point is not another run. It's to throw the ball over their heads. You know, and I've been in that same situation, too, where it's like, well, we can't. Um, but it, having the ability to throw, and, and I know that's something Scott's always said. He, that's his favorite part about this offense is you have the ability to have, you know, explosive plays in the passing game. He had one year uh, when he was running this Columbus Grove, and I first met him, he said, like, his split ends at Grove averaged both of them, like, 22 yards a reception because all they did was catch posts up for everyone, everyone's head. <laughs> You know, eventually that free safety or the invert wants to start getting nosy, and you have guys just ridiculously wide open. You know, that Shelby game that I showed you the um, cut up of, you know, they were they were really worried about taking away Jet. They were inverting, they were spinning. And the second half, I think it was like the second or third play of the half, we called a, we called pop or a vertical pass, and, you know, Sean was running. There probably wasn't anyone within 15 yards of him. You know, because he's just so why everyone was so worried about stopping the run play. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, you see right here um, with the, our kind of condensed formation, you know, they've now taken those overhangs and had to widen them out. So now we have really our, a true six on six, you know, box. And now we have a fullback leading in versus, you know, a wingback. And that's one of the other things I really love about this play is, you know, most wing tee fullbacks, that kid, you know, 185 pounds, 190 pounds, pretty solid athlete. You know, a guy you don't mind asking to leave block. You know, I, we've been in situations a lot of times with wings that are 140, 150, 160 pounds. And leading yeah. up on an ISO linebacker is not exactly their idea of a good time. So this gets you a better blocker yeah. to have that matchup with the added threat of it initially looks like Jet Sweet. And, um, you know, a lot of good things can come from that.
So again, you're kind of seeing how we're marrying the jet formation with with this. And sometimes it gets nasty, it gets muddy. I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, this is, you know, an isolation play. Yeah. So sometimes it gets nasty in there. They, those kids have to put their heads down and, and go get us four or five yards and go from there. Um, another example, you know, we're playing a, playing a 3-4 team. They didn't want to run us run around them. So this is where they played their defensive end. So now we've created a, a box that's a lot more advantageous. And if you're getting those safeties, I know earlier we were talking about, you know, quarter safeties wanting to fit the run. This is a kid that started giving us some problems, you know, fitting down in there. So by us going to this formation, we're now able to have pass for hats. We now put our state, our running back on the quarter safety, our fullback leads on the inside linebacker. And now, you know, we've got to play, you know, we didn't, finish box very well. I'm, I'm just confused by the alignment. That's just, I'm Dang. just, I get, I get why they're doing it. It's just, I, like, uh-huh. I just, uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, okay. you're exactly right. And that's, you know, talking about Jet, that's, a, that's the thing. If you, when you are good at Jet, yeah, you have teams that are so worried about getting, giving up the perimeter that they're doing stuff that you're like, wow, that's an interesting look. You know, and I'll, I'll tell you that team, I know that look is kind of, they, they did a hell of a job uh, defending us. That was Fairview High School. Um, they did a really nice job. You know, look, it was a little different, but they played it. It's out kids, man. They got after it. Um, the last two things I got on here that I think are pretty interesting because it's not a traditional jet lead deal. These are things we've added the last two years um, that really, I think, caused some serious conflicts to people. And the first one um, – is running lead with a G scheme. And I know there are some, I've read about some wing T teams doing this, um, but this was, has been a, was a really nice ad for us two years ago. We didn't use it this year as much because we were getting into some other things. Um, and it was an awesome look for us to um, handle the odd front teams. And the biggest thing that it allowed to do was this. Because in this offense, you are so dependent on having an offset pullback because you have to match numbers on the perimeter that that becomes a huge key for defense yeah. and if you're not careful they can really kind of use that um and almost overload you if you don't have stuff to kind of put them um put them away and kind of take them off of that so this g scheme we can set him to the play and have him lead like he's running jet sweep and hit out hit inside we can move him offset opposite. We can move him to the empty formation because the empty jets are huge for us and still gives us an opportunity to attack back inside. So that, that has been a really nice um, look for us. And we've also, this is, hold on, I'll come back to this. All right. But this way, this is the uh, G scheme look. Again, this is some stuff you ever have a, if you ever have an opportunity, I know we were talking earlier about double, double tight, man. Double tight versus some teams gives them such an issue. And one of the other things I think running this style of an offense does is we are the different entity now. You know, <laughs> 10 years ago, you were different when you came out in two by two and three by yeah. one and you were throwing the ball 30, 40 times because no one else did that. Everyone was in the ice formation and doing a lot of those things. But now, as you know, 10 and 11 personal spreads have become so prevalent. Like when you line up with a tight end, two tight ends, unbalanced, offset pullback, giving teams all these different edges, teams are like, wait a second, we don't, we don't see this every day. You know, we didn't spend all, all summer in passing leagues, you know, defending too tight, you know, wing and those <laughs> kind of things. So you get yourself some really interesting 
some looks. So, you know, this was a, a 3-4 team that was setting to, to the strength. So, you know, you give a 3-4 team that's sliding to the strength, you give them double tight to the field, you're going to have a nice hole back here into the boundary. Yeah. And that's what we end up taking advantage of here. You know, we get a really nice look, you know. I just – you don't see it enough, so people just don't know how to necessarily defend it. Like, but also, when I was at D.C., there's, I, I hated defending double tights. I, I, don't, I didn't mind lining up against empty. You can have your empty right. checks. Now, if it, depending on – some things might scare you, depending on who they have at quarterback or where and what. But mm-hmm. double, double tights yeah. and then that trips – Tight end, wing, and then split out receiver are like yes, two. Like, like when I was in DC, I hated the most. Like, yeah, and no one ever used the the tight end, wing, split out receiver, like mm-hmm. to what you were afraid they could do with it. But you knew, like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's that could be a problem. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, one of the other things that I want to just highlight here that I think you know, we obviously have some pretty good guys running the football, but one of the things that our kids do an awesome job with is the effort that they give on the back. So I want you to look at this kid right here. This is our right guard. He was a career star. He did an awesome job for us uh, in 2019. I mean, he's locked on and that's a kid that is a, you know, division one linebacker that he was blocking. Yeah. You know, that kid was that conference's two time defensive player of the year, you know, and those are the things that, you know, our offensive line coach, right. That just does an awesome job um, coaching that backside effort. Um, and our kids have really bought into that. Um, Here's the last G-scheme one I'll show you. And, again, these right here for us, this doesn't necessarily seem scream jet because our fullback's in the home position. But, again, we're getting a nice look here. And, you know, teams are, you know, this 84 isn't going to be an issue because what's he trying to stop? He's trying to stop jet, and he's not able to redirect and make a play. We got kids blocking in the back or downfield, you know, and Sean does his thing. Now, the last – thing that we came up with this year that I thought was awesome. But this is a great – because empty jets have always been awesome for us. I mean, it, it really causes the defense some issues on, you know, which side are you going to play because you can – you know, you have essentially numbers. You can run jets to both sides, and you create an unbalanced look to one side. And this gives us a way to attack the interior out of those empty formations. And – just like we, we've kind of been saying, this is a play I really feel like you have to run um, to a one, to a shade. Um, it's, you can run it to a three. We fooled around with a blocking adjustment that has some merit, especially if they have a wider defensive end. Yeah. But it's just not as clean. You know, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, belly iso works better to an open B gap. Um, and it's the same thing with this play. But this, this was huge for us a couple times. And one of the other things that we found um, when we were playing a playoff game is how a team was playing this edge over here. And like I told you, we run a ton of our crack seal scheme over here. Yeah. Um, that teams will overshift, teams will slant the defensive line over to that side. And we ended up figuring out throughout the course of the game, like, man, you know, lead back over here would be a really nice little look. And we do – you know, if you're calling this, I think you have to have this as two different play calls. This is not what we call our lead. It's different terminology because lead, our wingback knows he's not blocked, he's not leading inside. So we give yeah. it a different play call. So you if anyone's out there, yeah. you do that. I think terminology-wise, that's important. I think that's a good way to get your kids confused. If you have it, you lead on here, you're leading, but you're not on the other. So um, just kind of a couple of clips here. This is 
these are a couple where we are um, we're running. This is the playoff game where again, so they're they're pretty heavy back over here, you know, to that you know kind of boundary side, and they were slanting their defensive line. And so our tackle washes this kid down. We get our running back leading, and our running backs one on one with the safety at that point. And this is the clip from Empty right here. And this is the thing that, you know, right here, okay, they're trying to take away, trying to deal with Jet, right? I mean, they've got two guys out here. they got a safety who can come support. This Mike is cheated almost into like a 20 or a 30 alignment. I mean, he's ready to come help help play the Jet sweep. Um, you know, this defensive end over here doesn't want to get outflanked. This defensive end's wide too. So the natural alley is in here in the B-gap. So we get here here. We have a you know we have a nice football play and one of the things I know we were just talking earlier about sometimes you know you get little wingbacks and their idea of going and blocking you know this guy's 205 210 pounds you know this running back right here is maybe 150 yeah. pounds but because this looks like jet sweeps so much this kid is running out to tackle jet you know you don't have to get after him and have a big you know a, a killer isolation block all he has to do is just get on him and let him run. Um, so that was a nice little little wrinkle that we added and was a nice little add for us against empty teams. So, um, but yeah, that's that's what we got for uh, for Jet Lead. And it's been an awesome play for us. I, I think I ran the numbers this year. We were like 85 or 90. I don't know if we were 90, but probably like 85% efficient from our with our Jet Lead play, okay. which we, you know, I, I tag efficiency. It's, you know, plus four, a first down or a touchdown. So, okay. you know, it's, it's nice. It's been a nice deal for us. You know? I'm gonna I'm write that down. Efficiency plus four, or what did you say? First down. It's plus plus four first down, or a touchdown. Okay, that's interesting. All right, and then and then I have to ask him because we had this conversation before we started filming, um, and you, and you've said the word explosive play like 85 times uh-huh. while we while we've had this conversation, <laughs> and this is this is kind of my pet peeve, no, not pet mm-hmm. peeve. Interest point at right now, and it's probably gonna get me in trouble um, at some point. Um, do you have a specific number for explosive tra- plays, and do you actually track them? Um, we don't track them. That's something like if I go back and I do like a self scout study, I always kind of include a, a category of was it explosive or was it um, was it not. Uh, but it's not something like we're 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 not saying in the course of the game, hey, we you know I know some teams I've seen the goal boards like we need five explosive runs or three explosive passes. We don't track it like that. Um, but, you know, it's something that we kind of keep an eye on afterwards, you know, throughout the course of the year when you're doing your, your end-of-season breakdown, I should say. Okay. All right, Coach. Well, coaches, uh, Coach Shelves' uh, Twitter will be in the bio if you want to reach out to him. Uh, give him a follow. Uh, also, if you want to support the channel and all the podcasts, um, again, the Patreon link will be below. If you're interested, there will be a bunch of bonus content on there. Uh, presentation, the actual PDF or video versions of several of our presentations from our guests, other miscellaneous like playbooks and other content uh, that will be on there as well. So please, um, if you're interested in supporting the channel and help help keeping all this free, uh, please check that out for me. Um, also, um, give, the, give the video a like, give the channel a subscribe. Um, it helps people find the, the content so we can get these get all these great speakers we have and great guests um, out there so we, we can create more conversation amongst football coaches. Um, and that was another episode of the Gap Down Backer podcast.